BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. The legends are true. But overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Donald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Hey, everybody. I'm Jesse. Hey, everybody. I'm Zach. And you're watching Tesla Time News, episode 304 on Now You Know. We're brought to you by our amazing Patreon patrons. Help support us bring you independent news every week by heading over to patreon.com slash now you know. You'll find some really cool perks over there. You're going to want to check those out. And we're brought to you by BigBattery.com. No matter what you need to power, Big Battery can provide you with the latest battery tech at the best price per kilowatt hour guaranteed. They have batteries for RVs, golf carts, and even boats. You can pick up yours today at BigBattery.com and use the code now you know for 10% off at checkout. Well... I did it, folks. I tricked Zach into taking a well-deserved vacation, but I could only do so much. He has been sending in some stories, so don't worry. You'll be seeing him during the show. Now, it really did take some doing to convince him to actually go on vacation. Uh, I want to stress how seriously Zach takes this YouTube channel, and every time I suggest that he take a break, he always reminds me how it's our hard work and our dedication that brings you, our viewers, back week in and week out. And I really appreciate you guys watching. And if you would show some appreciation for Zach for never taking a break, please hit that like button. I'm hoping that I can show him a big number of people clicked it so he doesn't feel bad that he took a vacation and maybe he's not gonna continue to work himself to death. Besides, I've got this show completely under control. Uh, Yeah, let's cut to Zach. All right, I'm excited about this next story, Jesse, because as you know, we are going all in on electric pickup trucks on this channel. We currently have the Rivian R1T electric pickup truck, and we're busy testing and sharing those videos with you. Everything from how it charges to how it tows to all the little features in between. And also we have the Ford F-150 Lightning pickup truck on order this summer, along with the Tesla Cybertruck coming hopefully early next year because we are like number 20 on that list. And we have the Lordstown Endurance pickup truck on reservation, along with the Chevy Silverado EV as well. And that's what I want to talk about here. This little snippet that you're seeing of footage just released by GM on Mary Barra's Twitter on the Silverado EV pickup truck being tested at the Milford Proving Ground outside of Detroit has made me excited because it's more proof that GM and Chevy are serious about the Silverado and hopefully it will be coming out as they say it will in the fall of 2023 which Chevy has scheduled. Now, residents in the Detroit area may be able to spot the Silverado EV as it begins testing on regular roads starting this month. So if you're out and about and you happen to see the Silverado EV, please shoot some video. We would love to see what they're up to with that truck because I'm super excited about this truck. If even half the features that they say it will have come out, I mean, the uh, mid-gate with the split door, um, there's so many cool features on that truck. I'm super excited. It might be really good competition to the Ford F-150 I don't know if it'll be strong enough competition to the Cybertruck, we'll have to see, but that's why I'm excited to bring you all these trucks and what they really do so that you can really know what to look for. Hey, and if you like what we're doing, even though I'm in Spain and Jesse's in the US, we are making the show happen every week for you. If you like that, hit the like button, it means so much. Thank you. 
Back to you, Jess. All right, got things back up and running. <laughs> uh, let's get on with the show. So for the first time in a long time, Tesla has produced less vehicles than the quarter before it. Tesla delivered 254,695 vehicles in Q2. That is down from 310,000 in Q1 and 308,000 the quarter before. Now, does this mean that Tesla is a failure and that no one wants an EV anymore? No, the 22 day long Giga Shanghai shutdown was the main culprit here. It's not surprising that if you shut down a factory for about a month, you don't make as many cars in that quarter. Tesla has said that June was its best month ever with Giga Shanghai back up and running, Giga Texas performing well, which we're gonna get into later in the show, and Giga Berlin beginning its ramp as well. Most analysts with a brain will tell you that Q3 will most likely be another record-breaking quarter in terms of deliveries, because this was not a uh, reduced number of deliveries due to demand, this was not a reduced number of deliveries due to some uh, constraint other than basically Giga Shanghai being shut down, with it being not shut down, you would expect those cars that weren't delivered this quarter to be delivered next quarter on top of whatever is going to be extra produced at all of the new gigafactories in the world. The quarterly earnings call will be on July 20th. We'll most likely be covering it on in-depth, so be sure to hit that subscribe button. According to Bloomberg, last week it appears that over 200 Tesla employees working at Tesla's San Mateo office were fired and that the office is being closed. It sounds like Tesla's lease on the office was coming up and uh, many of the staff just couldn't be transferred to Tesla's Palo Alto location. The interesting thing about this story is that many of the people who were let go were Tesla autopilot data labelers. Now, anyone paying attention to Tesla's full self-driving developments may know that Tesla has developed an auto-labeler software to help cull through the billions of miles that the Tesla fleet has traveled. So the question is, is this just part of Elon's 10% of salaried staff reduction, or could it be giving us a clue that technology is advancing in the AI space for Tesla? Uh, let us know what you think in the comments. During a meeting last week, VW's chief Herbert Deese said this, Elon Musk has to ramp up two highly complex factories in Austin and Grunheim at the same time, as well as expand production in Shanghai. That's going to take strength out of him. This should allow us to narrow the Volkswagen-Tesla gap this year and meet its goal of becoming market leader by 2025 if we seize the moment while the U.S. electric car maker burns cash on large investments. So VW is ramping up production of its EVs at its factories in Germany and China and is about to start ID4 production at its Chattanooga, Tennessee plant in the US. Look, I gotta say I admire Herbert Deese for his aggressive push into EVs, basically pulling VW kicking and screaming into the EV arena with Tesla. And I understand you have to fire up your troops, but I don't think VW is gonna catch up to Tesla in pure BEV sales by 2024 or 2025. I mean, what do you think, Jesse? Yeah, Tesla should be producing an annual production rate of around 2.5 million in 2023, while Volkswagen's rate is expected to be about 1.5 million. Tesla will keep increasing its production rate. Can Volkswagen really catch up? Do they have the battery capacity? Yeah, I mean, that's a really good point. Even if VW has the factory capacity to make the cars, do they have the factory capacity to make the cells? Because if you don't have the batteries, you don't have the cars. Anyone using Starlink or anyone who plans to use or knows someone who plans to use Starlink, please listen up. Starlink sent an email to users last week, including us, to please let the FCC and Congress know that you oppose Dish's recent attempt to take over the 12 gigahertz spectrum, which would disrupt all Starlink communication. If you remember from last week, we were talking about this on Elon's Tweets of the Week. Elon had been saying that basically Dish is doing some really fishy stuff to disrupt the Starlink system. Again, why would Dish want to disrupt the Starlink system? It's because they're direct competitors and Dish is a pretty sketchy company and they're not doing too well. They lost nearly half a million subscribers last quarter. And I don't think that it's directly because of Starlink. They, uh canceled a bunch of their like local sports channels. I looked way too much into this. But basically, Dish wants to disrupt Starlink because they know that Starlink is the future. So I've included the link in the show notes below that came with the uh, Starlink email. It only took me about two minutes to fill out and I urge everyone to let the FCC know that they don't really appreciate what Dish is doing. The Boring Company has just completed expansion to its first resort in Las Vegas on Friday. 
Resorts World Station has just been connected to the existing Las Vegas Convention Center Loop. There are over 54 proposed stops remaining in the Boring Company's plan, including Caesars Palace, the Bellagio, the Luxor, MGM Grand, and even the airport. I think I talk about this a lot, but if this system can work as an autonomous underground transportation system, Las Vegas is a great place to have it showcased, and I think that's why The Boring Company is doing all of this on their dime. A super interesting new EV has just opened up its reservation book, made by Texas company Volcon. That's the same company that makes the Grunt and Runt off-road electric motorcycles. The new vehicle is called the Stag. It is a fully electric UTV, offering over 100 miles of range on a 42 kilowatt hour battery, and using all-wheel drive, the Stag can tow over 2,000 pounds. It fits four people and has a top speed of 80 miles an hour. Now, the price point for the Stag is similarly eye-watering, starting at $40,000, although the reservation fee is just $100. That's non-refundable. Deliveries should be starting next summer. What do you think? Should we reserve one? Let us know in the comments below. Aptera, the super-efficient solar EV company, has just announced two supplier partnerships that should help the company hit their delivery target of 2023. Aptera partnered with Alafe, a Slovenian hub motor company. They will be creating a new 160,000 square foot R&D facility from which they will supply Aptera with up to 100,000 units per year. Aptera also partnered with Eve Energy, their a lithium ion battery cell supplier out of China. Aptera has partnered with them to supply the 21700 NMC 811 cells for their vehicles. According to Aptera, the 811 cells are some of the most energy dense, and Aptera should be using these cells in their structural packs, which will be assembled in San Diego. I think it's great to see Aptera line up arguably some of the most important components in an EV, namely the motors and the batteries. I'm really excited about the Aptera. I really want to get my hands on one and push it to the limits. I mean, the top range one should be able to go a thousand miles on a single charge and recharge like dozens of miles in a day using the solar panels on the roof and, and other parts of the car. I think it's uh, amazing. I'm really excited to see them start production. And these are some great first steps. Exciting news out of Giga Texas. According to Electrek, Tesla is making as many as 5,000 vehicles per week um, out of Giga Texas. Now, these vehicles include both the Made in Texas Model Y standard range with the 4680 structural pack, as well as the Model Y long range, which we've heard still has the 2170 cells non-structural pack. A lot of people have been saying that uh, Giga Texas hasn't been performing as well as they thought. Most namely, Elon Musk, the CEO of Tesla, said on the Tesla Owners of Silicon Valley podcast that uh, he was sitting in a factory that wasn't producing the number of cars that he wanted to be produced. I think it's a good sign that we're starting to hear that they're ramping up production. Again, some people are saying that the 2170 cells don't belong in a Model Y. Um, I think that they're doing whatever they can to get up and running. The 4680s uh, have to be produced, whereas the 2170s can be uh, purchased. And I think that that is kind of the advantage that the 2170s have. And plus making the long range, which is uh, a vehicle that has sold very, very, very well, um, and nobody seems to talk about. I think it's just a really good reason to make more of them, even if they don't have the structural pack, which again, shouldn't ever make a difference in you owning the car. But that's not all. Tesla also filed a building permit to construct a 500,000 square foot general assembly lines at Giga Texas. If you look at the permit GA, two and three expansion, uh, GA is short for general assembly. Now we're not sure if this is going to be an extension to the main building or whether this will be inside of the main building. Here's a picture just for scale. That rectangle is roughly the size of the two general assembly lines that they will be building. So you can imagine moving that to somewhere either inside the factory or slightly outside the factory. I mean, for all we know, it could be a completely separate building, but as far as we know, there is room inside Gigafactory itself. Now, just for a sense of scale, here's that same rectangle in New York City. It swallows Rockefeller Center and the Radio City Music Hall, as well as the two blocks that they sit on. Uh, this is a very big rectangle that we're talking about. Now, we're not exactly sure what's going to be built on General Assembly Lines 2 and 3. It might be more Model Ys, maybe more Model 3s, maybe the Cybertruck or the Semi-Truck. 
And I know that that's really exciting for anyone who's waiting for their Cybertruck. Um, if you are, you might want to head over to the Cybertruck Owners Club. They help sponsor this show. And they're a great resource for discussion and community for Cybertruck enthusiasts and future owners. They also can tell you where you are in line with your Cybertruck reservation. If you haven't checked already, you can check that out over on their website. But speaking of the semi-truck though, Tesla released this video on Twitter last week of the Tesla Semi delivering pre-built chargers to Laguna Seca Raceway. In four days, it had over half a million views. Now, this is excellent marketing, but is it anything more than that? Now, if you remember, way back in the day, the Tesla Semi was unveiled November of 2017. That was over four years ago. And plenty of people have spotted prototypes in the time between then and now, but none have been sold. So could this video be a sign that it is right around the corner? We asked our patrons and we'll check that out later in the show. So Toyota has just run out of EV tax credits. Toyota Racer. Whammy. Select your car. Three, two, one. Game over. Now, how is this possible, you may ask, since Toyota hasn't exactly been selling a ton of EVs? Well, they've been selling plug-in hybrids, the majority of which were the Prius Prime. For those of you looking at prices at the pump and saying, wait, I could have gotten a Prius Prime for $7,500 off? No. <laughs> you see, the Prius Prime only has a 5.2 or 8.8 kilowatt hour battery option, which means that it could only get $2,500 or $4,500 off respectively. You see, the tax credit was supposed to incentivize larger battery packs. So it was supposed to disincentivize smaller battery packs. The minimum battery size was five kilowatt hours. And the original Prius Prime had a battery size, again, of 5.2 kilowatt hours. This meant that it only could qualify for the minimum amount of the tax credit. However, every single Prius Prime that they sold went towards the total number of the 200,000 EVs before the tax credit went away. And so this means that Toyota missed out on hundreds of millions of dollars in EV tax credits just by selling low range plug-in hybrids instead of full EVs or even plug-in hybrids with bigger batteries like the Volt. And of course the tax credit ran out just as they are ramping up their first true EV, the BZ4X. Now, not to worry for anyone getting their BZ4X delivered. Um, well, no one's getting it delivered now because the wheels might fall off. But in the next few quarters, you could still get a tax credit. It might not be the full $7,500 tax credit, but after about a year, uh, no Toyota vehicles will qualify for the credit. Toyota will be joining the likes of Tesla and GM. But hey, silver linings. Could this lead to Toyota lobbying for a new credit? It is possible, but with the huge demand for EVs, would this just lead to dealers lining their pockets with government money as they hike the prices, as we've been seeing many dealerships have been doing? Let us know what you think in the comments down below. It is a real bummer that Toyota didn't just come out with a Prime that had a slightly bigger battery. They could have taken advantage of the full $7,500 tax credit. Um, they only needed to get to like 15 kilowatt hours. So it's really sad that they didn't do it because it, it honestly would have made a more usable car like the Volt. All right, let's head back to Zach. Thank you, Jess. So we give Rivian a lot of grief here on Now You Know because they have been talking about opening a nationwide fast charger network. And well, we haven't quite seen it yet. But our buddy Kyle Connor over on the Out of Spec Motoring channel has. He was busy testing out one of Rivian's first DC fast chargers in Salida, Colorado. He reports that it's 500 amps CCS with three chargers per cabinet or about 300 kilowatts of power. Now two other states have opened, one in Inyokern, California and another in Bishop, California. So there are also four level two chargers at each site. Rivian has reaffirmed its goal of having 600 high speed sites with 3,500 actual chargers, but it has not reaffirmed its original target date to have this done by the end of 2023. Because let's be honest, if this is the rate with which these chargers will be coming online, then I highly doubt that they'll be making this date. And that's a shame because Rivians are awesome, but the charging network is the weak point, at least for us here on the East Coast. I mean, there are places that we can't even get to in Vermont and New Hampshire because there just aren't enough CCS fast chargers. If Rivian were to build out its network as shown here on this map, then we would be able to get everywhere in the US. So that's what I'm hoping Rivian can do. It's just that 
I don't know, I don't have much faith that they're putting enough effort and money into it right now. I think they're putting all of their effort into ramping up production. But Rivian just released another Tesla-like feature, pet comfort mode. Doesn't really roll off the tongue like Tesla's dog mode, um, but it is a little bit more inclusive. Basically what it is, is it uses the screen of the car to alert passersby that your pet is being kept comfortable. And of course it keeps the climate control running to keep your pet comfortable in the car and not from getting, you know, baked alive in the car. Pet comfort mode allows you to set the temperature between 68 and 74 degrees Fahrenheit. So not that inclusive for lizards, apparently. I, I, I assume they want to be a little bit warmer. And it only works if your vehicle has more than 50 miles of range. It shuts off once your vehicle drops below 50 miles of range. So that's just something to keep in mind. Now, I was curious about the 68 to 74 degrees. Uh, it felt a little restrictive. I checked the Tesla and they let you set it between 66 and 77 degrees. Um, but so, yeah, if that really matters, it doesn't really matter to me. Overall, I think it's a great feature. I'm glad that they prioritized uh, coming out with this sooner than later. Um, I think it's one of those things that uh, kind of makes a big difference. And let's kick it back over to Zach. All right, so VW has made some big claims about their EV lineup, including that they'll release one new battery electric model each year through 2026. Well, it looks like they are keeping that promise as last week, they revealed the ID Aero, an all-electric sedan due to start production for worldwide delivery next year. So this will be VW's first sedan in its ID lineup. So far, they have the ID3, the ID4, the ID5 GTX, and the ID6 in China, along with the ID Buzz minivan, which is starting production. So let's look at some specs. The ID Aero will have a 620 kilometer or 385 mile range. But keep in mind that's WLTP, so take that with a grain of salt. It's going to be built on the MEB platform, like the other ID series. It'll have a 77 kilowatt hour battery. Sound familiar? Yeah, this is a lot like the ID4. The drag coefficient is a bit worse than the Model 3 at 0.23, but hey, the door handles are replaced with illuminated touch surfaces. Not sure why. Uh, first deliveries will begin in China in the second half of 2023, followed by Europe with cars made in Emden, Germany, and then the US but we haven't heard yet where they're going to make those cars. Likely it's going to be Chattanooga, Tennessee, although VW is planning a second U.S. factory, although they couldn't possibly get that up and running and make this car by then, so I'm not sure. Now look, we have driven the ID4. I think that this sedan is going to be a very similar version to that in terms of its powertrain, in terms of its handling. Uh, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. It was a perfectly acceptable electric car, and I'm excited to have more of them on the road. But again, to me, this does come back to charging network, we really need more chargers if we're going to have all of these new electric cars on the road. You can't drive to an Electrify America four-stall charger and expect to have enough charging there for VWs, Polestars, Ionic 5s. Like, they're just not going to be enough chargers. So that's my concern is that as we ramp up on more and more cars and people get into more and more EVs, we're just not going to have the EV charging infrastructure for them as we do with the Tesla supercharger network. All right. Thanks, Zach. And now it's time for Into the Future. And Into the Future is sponsored by Henson Shaving. You know how I've told you that you can get 100 free blades from Henson Shaving if you use the code now, you know, at checkout? Well, uh, I have to be honest, ever since we started doing plugs for Henson Shaving, I have been using a box of 100 razors. And I'm nowhere close to getting through all of the razors. It's uh, It's been quite a while, I think, that you've been hearing me talk about Henson Shaving, and I haven't had to buy a single razor blade. That alone, just not having to worry about it is a great reason why you're going to love Henson shaving. But I also I just love picking it up because it was something that was engineered and designed to be awesome, not to be cheap and, and easy to manufacture. These are not manufactured. These are machined out of aluminum. Some of the most precise machining that you're ever going to hold. Um, and it's just a miracle that you actually get to use it to shave your face. Head over to HensonShaving.com and use the code now, you know, you will get 100 blades for free. So the carbon capture company, Climeworks, has just begun construction in Iceland on what they claim will be the largest carbon capture facility in the world. In 18 to 24 months, when Mammoth is completed, it should be able to suck 36,000 tons of CO2 out of the air each year. Now, you might be saying, great, 36,000 tons of CO2. I don't know what that means. So here are some equivalents. That is equivalent to taking 7,757 cars off the road, 
or installing about 10 wind turbines. Or as Jameson Dow from Electric points out, it is 0.0001% of the 36 billion tons of CO2 emitted by humanity each year. If you can do big math very fast, that means that you'd need a million of these facilities uh, to get us carbon neutral, assuming that emissions don't continue to rise. The way the system works is that using uh, Iceland's geothermal energy, carbon dioxide is sucked out of the air, it's mixed with water and injected underground where it reacts with basalt to form solid carbonates uh, that sequesters it fairly permanently. Now, is it great that they're pulling CO2 out of the air? Yes, it's great, uh, but not really. This The use of the technology in this way is... I, it, it's kind of a sham. It, it's used to dangle in front of a population who's not paying any attention and to say, look, we have a solution. This is like some shady vampire slayer selling you fake silver bullets. What are you buying? You go, oh good, silver bullets. I guess we don't have to worry about vampires anymore. But you need, of course, a million of those bullets in order to keep living. And, and then look, I think the infuriating thing for me is that carbon capture can be a very valuable tool in the tool belt. But simple air capture like this is incredibly uneconomic. We recently spoke to Jason Cardiff, the founder and CEO of CleanO2. Uh, they're the maker of the Carbon X. This system takes emissions directly off the gas heater of a building at very high CO2 concentrations, turns it into potassium carbonate, which they then turn into soaps and then they sell that, which makes them money. So it's actually a profitable business. Uh, and the carbon stays sequestered. When you use the soap, the carbonates go down the drain just like regular soap. But unlike Climeworks, who are taking CO2 at concentrations in the air, which is about 414 parts per million, and trying to reduce that, Carbon X is taking carbon dioxide at the source, at the literal pipe that's shooting it into the atmosphere, the concentrations are closer to 40,000 parts per million. They're able to keep that CO2 from ever getting into our atmosphere, and they do it for a hell of a lot cheaper, and they make a profit again from selling soap. Now, with all of that being said, is it better to reduce emissions, to not burn stuff? Yes, but I don't think that just because ExxonMobil wants to turn this into a stupid zero-sum debate that all forms of carbon capture should be thrown out, at least in the medium term. But it is important to continue to be a conscientious member of humanity and let people know how stupid this mammoth project is. It is not a silver bullet. And having it continue to be bandied about as a silver bullet solution, it does us no favors. So again, point out to people that this Climeworks project, this mammoth thing, it is not going to solve the world's problems. This is not the solution to climate change. We need to reduce emissions first and foremost. And also switching to renewable energy, as I said, you could just install 10 wind turbines. 10 wind turbines is the equivalent of the amount of CO2 sucked out of the air by this machine. I could go on all day about this. I just wanted to bring it to your attention. And now it's time for Going Green, brought to you by EcoWare. At EcoWare, we try to start positive conversations with carbon negative products. And we're actually in talks with CleanO2 to start selling their soaps through our website. So if you're interested in that, be sure to check out ecoware.us in the coming weeks because uh, we might be selling some carbon negative soap. And let's head over to Zach for Going Green. So while I've been here in Spain, I've seen a lot of beautiful boats. The only problem with most of them though, is that they have big stinking diesel engines. I was down at Porto Banos where we see all of these beautiful yachts, but again, yeah, most of them are diesel powered. Well, the cool thing here is that Aqua Superpower is a charging network focused fully on charging boats. They have been installing their fast DC and AC chargers in marinas in Europe and now they've just opened their first boat charger in the US. Electric boat owners on Lake Tahoe will now be able to charge up at Aqua's latest charger at the Tahoe City Marina. Lake Tahoe banned two-stroke carburetor engines back in 1999, now that doesn't mean they banned gas engines, but they just banned kind of the worst of them, which means that they helped reduce the level of gasoline pollution for the last 20 years. Now they encourage all boats to be electric and having electric chargers is an important step in making this happen because if you don't have the charging infrastructure, just like with cars, then you can't have the electric boats. So Aqua is working on installing more chargers in the US and they have 150 fast chargers planned for worldwide. So the next time you're on a boat and you see someone charging up, or maybe you're charging up, please send us video at hello at nowyouknowchannel.com. Thanks, Zach. And uh, right back over to you for Sunspots. 
If you're gonna make solar work on a large scale, you gotta have, that's right, batteries. And Tesla is at it again, installing 158 of their Megapack grid storage batteries in the island of Hawaii. Hawaii has the goal of being powered by 100% green energy by 2045, but it already has the highest amount of solar capacity per person in the US. Hawaii has one remaining coal plant, and get this, when this Kopalai energy storage facility is completed and operations begin in September with 185 megawatts and 565 megawatt hours of capacity, that last remaining coal plant will be retired. Yes, that's right, there'll be no coal plants in Hawaii. Bob Rudd on the team of lead developers of the project said, here today on Oahu, Plus Power and Hawaiian Electric are sending a postcard from the future. I'm certain that someday we'll all look back when there are dozens of projects just like KES on the mainland and all across the world, and we'll think, we were there. Hawaii showed the world how to do it first. Now, Tesla does have larger battery installations in places like Moss Landing, California, but it's projects like these that prove that battery grid storage and Tesla Megapack specifically are economically viable and a proven technology. And if we prove it can happen in places like Hawaii, then other utility companies pick up on that fact and they start installing them as well. And that's why we're seeing Tesla's Megapack installations explode. Back to you, Jess. And if you'd like to put solar on your house, but you have a lot of questions, Energy Pal has the answers. They are the solar and battery experts that help homeowners go solar for less, and they do it all for free. Now you might be saying, well, nothing's for free, Zach and Jesse. This is gonna cost me more money. The cost of acquisition is already priced into solar companies. Uh, you might sometimes get a phone call from someone going like, hey, would you like to go solar with blah, 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 solar? And essentially, if that person on the phone got you to sign up for solar, they would get the exact same commission that Energy Pal gets, except that Energy Pal works with lots of different solar providers so they make sure to get you the right price. Check out the link in the description below and let them know that Zach and Jesse sent you. All right, it's time for video contributor stories. And just a reminder, we need your stories. Remember to send us stories two minutes or less, shoot them in landscape with good audio and no music, send them over to hello and now you know channel.com. And this week, Michael shot us some video footage of Starbase, Texas. sent us this video. Hi, Second Jesse. So I'm in Key West, Florida, and I have a rented Tesla Model Y performance that we got from Turo. And it has been a dream to drive this thing. I just gotta say, it is a very fun car to have when you're road tripping in the US. So one little thing though, the person uh, we rented from Turo added um, tinted side windows, and that actually makes it hard to see in nighttime, uh, although it's quite great in daytime, but I don't know if I would recommend that to others. Other than that, uh, all the upgrades the owner has made are awesome, uh, so super fun to drive. Anyway, uh, being in Key West, uh, I also for the first time in my life saw this thing from Kimoto. So this was very fun to see in real life. You have the battery under there, you have the instrument cluster, you have a screen, you have speakers there, and on the front you can see it charging, hopefully in there. Uh, the uh, suspension is really cool. Yeah. So, overall, a very exciting vehicle. Trunks, I suppose. See the charging cable going in there at the side. It's really cool to see uh, Arkimoto getting their products out there. All right, it's time for Patreon bonus stories. If you don't know what that is, we have a Patreon, which is a place where you can go support us. That's patreon.com slash now you know. If you sign up for any of our perk levels, you will get access to the Patreon bonus stories. And this is where we have more stories for you every single week. On top of that, we've got lots of other great perks, but the Patreon bonus stories is one that all of our patrons get to take advantage of. I'll be right back after those stories.
All right, we're back from the Patreon bonus stories, and it's time for the Patreon shoutouts. Uh, these are people who help support this show for $5 or more a month. They get their names shouted out on the show, and then they get their names added to the end credits. This week, we have Carl Anderson, J.D. Taylor, Mark S., Peter Navarez, Kenneth Strongoski, Jace Tasker, Oyster Slurper, Marcel Dirks, Marshall Wayne, Dirk Rogers, Jim Dayumke, and Alan McDonald. Thank you so much for supporting us. We can't do this show without you. All right, it's time for the Patreon poll. And the question was, do you think that that video showing the Tesla Semi is any indication that Tesla is going to be producing the Semi anytime soon? And I got to be honest, I was a little surprised at the result here. I really thought that most people would be a little bit more negative, but, uh, you know, it has been a while. So maybe we're all just hoping um, that it's coming. All right, it's time for Elon's Tweets of the Week. And I was actually looking forward to doing Tweets of the Week uh, this week, as Elon hadn't tweeted since before last Tesla Time News. Um, I thought I was off the hook. But yeah, I mean, Elon didn't tweet for 10 days, and man, the news did not know what to do about it. Um, and I kind of noticed it this week. You know, a lot of news normally comes in through Elon's tweets, um, but he did come back and he tweeted um, in, in July. So uh, here we go. His first tweet back was this meme, which uh, requires a little bit more explanation. Basically, this was a tribute to a Minecraft YouTuber, uh, one of the most popular uh, Minecraft YouTubers. He just passed away at the age of only 23, um, which is very sad. Um, I think for a lot of young people, he was a very relatable guy in that um, a lot of young people have played Minecraft. Um, and I think that Elon you know, he has a lot of sons and he's definitely playing Minecraft before and he's probably watched Sonic Blade. I know that I have. Um, so it is sad news. And I think that this was uh, kind of a nice uh, thing that Elon posted here. I think that he actually created it himself. Um, I couldn't find this picture anywhere else on the Internet. So I think that he actually made that meme in order to post on Twitter. Next, he tweeted out feeling perhaps a little bored and I don't know if he is feeling bored or if that's a boring company reference. I don't know. But then just a little bit later, he said that he was honored to meet the Pope. Um, so, yeah, there he is with the Pope with with uh, some of his kids. Um, he also said, my suit is tragic because, um, well, just look at it. <laughs> I think I really appreciate that he can laugh at himself. A lot of people saying that, like, this is bad that he's meeting the Pope. Um I mean, everyone has met the Pope in the in the big leagues or whatever, has met the Pope. Um, we're seeing some pictures here. E everyone's met the Pope, even Spider-Man. So I, I wouldn't read too much into it. Next, he tweeted out, Venice, a site of great remembrance. So I, I think he was in Italy. Um, this picture is from his 40th birthday. So this was uh, over 10 years ago. Um, that, and that is Tallulah Riley, his uh, ex-wife, uh, twice divorced um and bitcoin stripper said richest man in the world and you only bought her half a dress shake my head that was a joke elon responded to lula designed that dress herself and much of my 40th birthday party she is a party genius and Tallulah responded to his tweet she said wonderful memories so nice little nice little tweet there he had a nice little tweeting break i think getting off twitter for some time is probably a good thing for everybody Man, is that a wild platform just full of the scum and villainy of the earth. Um, it's time for community mail time. Community mail time. And just a reminder, you can send in your uh, stories, photos, and videos at hello at nowyouknowchannel.com. Sean from Utah wrote in saying that he just found out that his Tesla Model X has foam in the tires, um, and he's not sure if we've covered this. I don't know if we've covered this. It might have been a while ago. Um, basically, yeah, the, uh, many Model Xs and Xs come with Continental brand tires that have a foam strip glued to the inside to reduce tire noise. Um, this is not unique to Tesla. By the way, you can still have your tire repaired if you get a nail or something in it. You uh, Basically, at the tire place, they would just cut a section of the foam away, and then do the repair and then they glue the foam back when they're done with the repair so i thought that was interesting anish wrote in he said hello zach and jesse i'm a long time viewer recently the prime minister of india visited Pune and announced 150 new electric buses for the city these buses can now be spotted everywhere in Pune. 
So we decided to take one out for a ride. On our way back, the bus was fully loaded and yet was able to not only support the load, but navigate the roads of Poon quite nimbly, as you would expect from an electric vehicle. These buses are air-conditioned as opposed to the older diesel buses, which are not, and they were able to do this without any excess fare being charged. We spoke to the ticket collector and he was very happy with the vehicle's low maintenance and said that the bus can go up to 200 kilometers on a single charge, which lasts the whole day, so the bus only needs to be charged once in the morning. Thanks, Zach and Jesse. Love your show, obviously. Thanks, Anish, for sharing that with us. So wonderful to have viewers all around the world to show what electric mobility is doing in their neck of the woods. Larry wrote to say, I was able to find one of these in person in Bloomington, Illinois, and the driver and passenger happened to be working at the factory. He works for the battery section and she is in the manufacturing section. He is happy to say that they are starting to really ramp up. And when they get the supply chain figured out, he is confident that they will be able to ramp faster. I didn't want to show their face to get them in trouble, but they have my wife's favorite color. Well, thank you so much, Larry. Nick sent us this picture of his Model Y with one of our EcoWare self-driving car bumper stickers on it. Nice. Looks great, Nick. Thierry from Switzerland sent us this picture of their Model 3 Long Range all-wheel drive parked near the Grease Wind Farm. That's four wind turbines that produce about 10 gigawatt hours per year and power about 2,800 Swiss homes. And Chris sent us this picture of watching Tesla Time News in the old Model 3 while picking up dinner. Well, I almost didn't think that was Model 3 because look at that steering wheel. All right, it's time for supercharger reviews. Let's see what we've got in the world today. Hey, Zach and Jesse, it's Marcus here, uh, stopping for a quick charge in Revelstoke, British Columbia, Canada. Thought I'd check in and let you guys know about the 150 kilowatt charging station here and uh, taking uh, my new Model 3, well, new to me, not Model 3 for our first road trip. And uh, while I'd encourage everybody to come, it's a wonderful little charging station. I also got a question, since I'm new to Tesla, why do they charge by the minute? I'd like to know. Hey, Zach and Jesse, here we are uh, in Barstow, California at a brand new supercharger that was, well, I heard about 100 stall one, that's not this one. This has 22 version three supercharger stalls and about 30 um, of destination chargers, level twos, that's right here behind the Tandier Outlet Mall and the Holiday Inn Express and the Hampton Inn at Lenwood Road off Interstate 15 between Los Angeles and Las Vegas. It's uh, very close to a much older supercharger uh, that's at the Chili's restaurant across the way, which has, I believe, 18 spots. And, uh, and that's it. Brand new supercharger in Barstow, California. And if you go here to the outlet center, free gift <laughs> with your charge. So that's the report, late June of 2022 in Barstow, California. I give this uh, eight out of 10. What's up, Zach and Jesse? I'm here in Orlando, and I just wanted to do a review on this supercharger. Why? Because this supercharger is crazy. With Orlando being one of the biggest tourist destinations, they have to have more superchargers over here. When I go to this supercharger, every time we come to Orlando, there are at least three to five cars in queue waiting just to be charged. So I think that we need some more chargers over here. I would say that this one is at a Wawa gas station, so you have the convenience. You'll get some snacks while you're waiting for your car to be charged, but there needs to be more stalls, absolutely. So I would say this is maybe a seven out of 10 because there's not enough stalls and you're always waiting at least 20 minutes just to charge. So please, Elon, bring some more to Orlando so that we won't have to wait so long to charge and now you know hey Zach and Jesse I'm Jose from Spain I'm at Tesla service center at Fuenlabrada in the at south of Madrid uh, there are eight stalls V3 up to 250 kilowatts each one. There, be, there, there are available from this week. Uh, about uh, service, there are at service center. Uh, there are available water, 
and coffee and free wifi, of course. Um, next year will be available uh, at the end of 2023 the biggest mall at Madrid, uh, two million of square meters of uh, restaurants, uh, shops, etc. etc. Um, my punctuation about the supercharger it's uh, 7 of 10 uh, because there are very good location but now the services are some limited and now you know uh, bye and pasate al electrico Thank you to everyone who submitted those awesome supercharger reviews. If you'd like to see more, uh, we have a map on our website where all of the supercharger reviews are linked to the supercharger that they correlate to. So you can uh, plan trips or you can uh, just kind of see what's going on in the world. You can also upload your own supercharger reviews. We just ask you to keep them kind of short, put them in landscape. Don't put any music on them so that way we can use them on the show. And you can upload them there over at nowyouknowchannel.com. All right, and there are new superchargers in the world. There's a lot of them this week, and I have to read all of them, and a lot of them are French. I would just like to begin by apologizing to the wonderful people of France for butchering these names. No, you do not need to correct me in the comment section because I will never say them again. Here we go. We've got the six-stall in Ballystock, Poland. we got the two-stall in Moraine, Ohio. The 24-stall in Madisonville, Texas. 8-stall in Riverview Highway 301 South, Florida. The 20-stall in Leonberg, Glemsek, Germany. The 20-stall in Al, Norway. The 8-stall in Jevaskjala, Finland. The 8-stall in North Platte, Nebraska. The 16-stall in Houston at Hempstead Highway in Texas. The 16-stall in Pointiers Sud, France. The 16-stall in chalet la France. The 20-stall in Saint-Julien-en-Genevos, France. The 20-stall in Neuville-en-Ferrien, France. The 20-stall in Saint-Quentin, France. The 8-stall in Brussels, Belgium. The 28-stall in Avignon, France. The 16-stall in Montpelier, France. The 6-stall in Meredith, New Hampshire. The 12-stall in Syracuse at Destiny USA Drive in New York. The 8-stall in Corpus Christi, Texas. The 16th stall at Scottsdale, Arizona. The 16th stall at Nuttalun, Germany. The 20th stall in Vinstra 2, Norway. The 16th stall at Kalawang, Austria. The 20th stall in Berlin at Schodenberger Ufer, Germany. The 25th stall in Maastricht, Netherlands. The 8th stall in Monroe Township, New Jersey. The 12th stall in Hanover, Massachusetts. The 12th stall in Volda, Norway. The 12th stall in Northheim, Germany. The three-stall in West Coast Plaza, Singapore. The six-stall in Tainan Lifestyle Beverages, Taiwan. The six-stall in Gwangju, South Korea. The six-stall in Anasong, South Korea. The six-stall in Chunchun, South Korea. The six-stall in Seoul at Jamsil B, South Korea. The eight-stall in Ajman, UAE. The twelve-stall in Dubai at Al Habtur City, UAE. The eight-stall in Ain Bukek, Israel. The eight-stall in Kairat Gat, Israel. The 8-stall in Tel Aviv at Azraeli Town, Israel. The 12-stall in Red Bluff at South Main Street, California. And the 12-stall at Vado Liguri, Italy. Holy crap. Why were there so many this week? That's not fair. I think it's because we just wrapped up Q2 or something. And they included all the French and, and uh, you know, kind of the countries that we don't hear about so often. But man... You've made it to the end of the show, and I really appreciate you watching all the way through. Um, I want to talk about the Patreon comment of the week. Brian uh, said, my suggestions for what to do with those pesky piles of accumulating cash instead of spending it on advertising would be to spend it on product support, specifically over the year updates. Capability is a huge selling point for customers' benefit, uh, but lately the majority of these updates seem to be either cosmetic rearrangements of existing features or fixes for previous cosmetic rearrangements. 
Hold back on firing some of those employees and have a handful of them set up a department to deal with and maybe even encourage customer-suggested product improvement ideas. For example, modify the vehicle's voice command interface so that unrecognized commands are sent to Tesla HQ in text form. Data mining that archive would be a dirt-cheap way to identify new features that would delight the largest number of customers. Brian, first of all, that is an awesome idea. I want to point out that there is a place where you can do this. It's not Tesla official. It's called moretesla.com. It's run by our amazing friend, Fred Sauer. Um, really great website where you can uh, upvote and downvote different ideas. Um, I encourage you, if you work for Tesla, to maybe send that link. It's just called moretesla.com. Send it off to uh, some of your friends if they're ever asking, what more can we do? I'm sure that they're never asking you that. Um, but I think that it's an excellent point because over-the-air updates are one of Tesla's strengths. Um, it has uh, many a time, uh, I think, been one of the reasons why somebody has heard about Tesla who then goes and buys one. Um, I know that it's dumb. I know that a lot of the things are gimmicky where it's like, oh, you can play a game. Oh, you can, uh, you know, watch Netflix in your car. Oh, you can. Um, but I think that for some people, being able to play a game or watch a video in their car has become an integral part of their life. And I think that more over the air updates to add more useful features, exactly like what you're saying here, would increase the value of Tesla. Um, we had been talking last week on, on Patreon bonus stories. That's why they're talking about advertising. We were talking about like whether Tesla should advertise um, because it's, it's a question that gets asked very frequently to Tesla, which is like, why don't you advertise? Obviously demand is through the roof. Tesla does not need the demand, but um, yeah, stuff like this where you're not advertising um, and instead taking probably a smaller amount of money, putting it towards uh, making the cars better. It's it's a great idea. Thank you so much, Brian, for bringing it up. Um, I, I love going through our patrons' comments. Um, they're, they're always so thoughtful. And uh, whew, thank you so much if, if you watched through the whole show. I know that this week uh, just wasn't the same without Zach here. I know that it wasn't as fun for me because I don't have anyone to bounce any uh, jokes and stuff off of. Um, but uh, yeah, I hope that you enjoyed it. If you want to see some more content uh, with Zach in it, you can head over to the Disruptive Investing channel. Um, we've been having a lot of fun interviewing a lot of really cool and innovative companies. It's so nice. We're able to talk directly to you know the CEOs or the, the leaders of those companies and, and learn more about them and learn why they're disruptive. And in some cases, you can even get in on those companies before before they IPO, before they even get on the stock market. Sometimes they're already on the stock market, but it's it's nice to kind of get kind of a behind the scenes view as to what those companies are all about and to hear directly from the CEO. Also, we've got the Now Let's Review channel where we've been just super busy this summer reviewing lots and lots and lots and lots of e-bikes and e-scooters and stuff like that. I encourage you to check that out if you're in the market for an e-bike, and I think that you should be in the market for an e-bike. They're awesome. In-depth this week uh, will not be affected by Zach leaving. We've we've got a couple in the bag that we're going to be bringing out for you. So if you're worried that you're just missing your, your Zach fix, I completely understand. Um, but don't worry. Uh, In-depth is going to have it covered. So be sure to hit subscribe and the bell notification. Do all the YouTube things. Appease the algorithm so that it doesn't try and destroy us because uh, sometimes it tries to destroy us. Again, hit the like button if you uh, liked how I had to pronounce uh, like 400 different names of, of places. <laughs> That was, honestly, that was the hardest part of the whole episode. I wasn't expecting it at all. Um, I'll see you next week. Well, Jesse, this was fun reporting from Spain. Uh, hopefully I'll get even better at it next week. Uh, I thought you might like to see the rough accommodations I have to live in out here. It's just been, it's been so tough for me. But luckily so far, I have not gotten a burn. Uh, it is just beautiful here in Marbella. Have not seen too many EVs other than Teslas. Um, we are hopefully going to be getting the Eli Zero delivered to us here so that we can show that to you next week. I'm super stoked. That is a neighborhood electric vehicle, and we're going to be driving it all over the neighborhoods of Marbella. So Jesse and the editors, thank you so much for cutting in my footage and making it look like maybe we're actually talking to each other, even though we're not. Thank you to the viewers for putting up with kind of weird show over the next couple weeks. I needed a little vacation to be honest so thank you jesse for holding down the fort we're gonna see you next week now you know